0: Hello, this is Reverend John Harfouche, and you're listening to the Christian Harfouche Ministries Podcast. We have a message for you today from Apostle Dr. Christian Harfouche. For more information, live broadcasts, and video teachings, connect with us online at GlobalRevival.com and join us every week for the Christian Harfouche Ministries Podcast. Look with me at the fourth chapter of 2 Kings and we are going to begin, and we're going to look at the ministry of Elisha in this particular short portion of scripture, because the Lord already spoke to Elijah, and as Dr. Robin mentioned as we saw, he said, he said, uh, <laughs> "I have seven thousand that have not bowed the knee and uh, He said, are you ready to get out of the cave, Elijah? Remember? Doctor said, are you ready for your next phase of ministry? And then went on to say, without the ministry of impartation, there is no ministry. See, if Elijah would have just left. What? What would be left other than a, a number of sons of the prophets, disciples, seminarians, etc., that are wondering who's going to take them to the next phase of their spiritual growth and service in God. They needed a mentor with an anointing. And so when Elisha said, let a, I pray thee let a double portion of your spirit come on me, and Elijah said, You've asked? A or you've asked? Shout those words. Shout it again. That's what, what, what he said in the original language. You've asked too much. And then he said, But if you see me go up, you will have it. You will have what? Too much. You will have too much you will have too much you said doctor i don't get it i don't have no 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 you don't know what you have you're just looking out here to let out here tell you what you have but you have too much you have too much you have more than enough to move the mountain more than enough to slay goliath more than enough to bring revival more than enough to train up disciples more than enough to hold up the hands of the man of god more nation more than enough to change the world and more than enough to endure the age regardless of whether it is abounding or abasing you know how to do all things for I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me the apostle Paul said you have too much you have too much you have more than enough you have what you need in the middle of your you have a breakthrough you have a, I'm going to stop I'm gonna stop do you have a minute yes. would have been wrong if you said no huh <laughs> after all that you have you have you have do you have a minute now. Ah. <laughs> glory to God so so the the um double portion or the, the spirit of God upon him it's not like he increased him it's like he gave him what was necessary for the next phase because the ministry of impartation always goes as doctor preached before 30, 60 and 100 fold it doesn't go 100 fold 60 and 30 the end of the thing is not weaker than the beginning the end of the thing is greater than the beginning. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You start a little fire in the spirit, it becomes a big fire. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You put a little leaven yes. in meal, it becomes all the meal. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anybody happy that God is more than capable to meet your every need and... Yes. Because I think you're living in the season or the cycle of hampers and baskets full of provision for the world you're living in. Glory to God. Amen. Are you there? We're going to look at verses 38 through 41 you ready i would like for all of us to read ready go and elisha came again to gilgal and there was a dearth in the land and the sons of the prophets were sitting before him and he said unto his servant set a great pot and sieve pottage for the sons of the prophets keep going So they poured out for the men to eat and it came to pass as they were eating of the pottage that they cried out and said, O thou man of God, there is death in the pot and they could not eat thereof. But he said, bring, yeah, pour out for the people that they may eat and there was no harm in the pot. Now, I want you to look at this for a minute with me, and um, as I teach, we are um, founded in the, in, in our roots go into what Christ planted in the earth, in his earthly ministry for the first time ever when Christ came or the word became flesh all of the prophecies or symbolisms or types or shadows of the old covenant were revealed and performed in him. I'm going to say that again. Everything that was looking forward to And um, bringing a preview of and talking about more about in the form of religious service, in the form of sacrifice, in the form of offering, or in the form of ministry. Be it a righteous king as a type, David. Or be it a patriarch as a type, Abraham and his seed. Are you following? Or be it a prophet like Elijah, or Elisha, right, or anybody else, in some of the deeds we did, or religious observance, if you could call it that, what we worshipped God with, there was a, there was very, very accurate specificity, specific things that pertain to Christ. So they were all predicting our Lord, providing in that day a blessing for the people and then looking forward to the day when Messiah comes. So when Christ came, I have to say that again because I said it and we didn't grasp all of us. We couldn't grasp. I have to, you have to be prepared to grasp. We all need to grasp more of what it means. In order to allow him to apply in our life what he supplied for our life. Ooh, that's good. (laughs) I want to allow the Lord to apply to my life what he supplied for my life. Because just because he supplied it doesn't mean you're applying it. Right? Okay. It's good teaching, right? Yes. So we, we're founded, we're rooted, we're, we're, we're built upon that rock, which is Christ. Right? As, as the New Testament house. As the eternal house. As the house of the Lord. And so when we look at the word of God... We have to look at more than a miracle. Because Christ is more than a prophet. Yes. Yes. Let me say that again. He's more than a prophet. Yes. Now is the Lord an apostle? Is he the apostle of our confession? Oh yes. Glory be to God. Is he a prophet like unto Moses? Oh yes. Hallelujah. Is he Is he a shepherd or a good shepherd? Is he is he uh, an evangelist? Does he lead souls? Does he lead one Samaritan woman to uh, uh, get right with God and next thing you know, the whole city is one? Sure. Is he a, a teacher or a rabbi? Yes. But is he only that? No. He's the word become flesh. That means he is the performance of everything that was promised. And... And once it is finished, it will never have to be missing. Once it is supplied, it will never have to be missing. Every miracle, every healing, all the strength, all the victory, all the triumph. In season and out of season is available in you, on you, with you, for you, and through you in the Savior, my God, I feel the power of the Holy Spirit. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. He's here right now. He's here right now. Hallelujah. All right. I love you. Sit down. I know, I know, it's, it's, it's aerobic, but it's okay. <laughs> you know, let me give you a word of encouragement. Can I give you a word of encouragement? Yes. How many would like a word of encouragement? Yes. In the early centuries of the church, we stood up for the reading and the teaching of the word of God. So everybody just stood up. So that should encourage you Because you get to sit down <laughs> You get to sit down some of the time So you know any, so, so when you leave here And you say well my God I don't know That kind of church you're just jumping up and sitting down You know that's a little too much for me I don't know No no it, it is good that you get to sit down I've had a couple of gatherings about five, seven hours where nobody sat down just stood up you were in some of those and I didn't even know I was out in the spirit preaching away people stood up the whole meeting but that is encouraging isn't it? that's original Christianity well in this scenario we see some things first it says and Elisha came again to Gilgal, came again. So now here, the, the man of God has already been through the house of the Shunammite woman. He's already canceled the debt of the, uh, the uh, a widow of the sons of the prophets. He's, he's done that. He has an apartment that the Shunammite woman had built for him but he told her that she's going to sojourn because there's a famine and it was going to be a seven year journey at the end of seven years she would return you know that so he's passed that now he's out and the word of God shows us clearly that there's actually a school or one of the meeting realms of the school of the prophets so so this school school that was being raised up under the ministry of, through the influence of Elijah was now being cared for and taught and trained how to move in the gifts, how to move in the word of God it, through the ministry of Elisha. And this is a time when the law of Moses was made available and the priesthood was functional. So this is only 900 or so years before Christ. So this is not at a time when people didn't have a synagogue to go to or, or a place of religious service to go to. This is showing us something about the provisional ministry of the, the Christ as foreshadowed before he comes. It's, it's, it, it, you have to read between the lines in the sacred scriptures to find no supernatural and when you read between the lines it's blank and so that's why I'm very very I'd rather go to the original language and to reliable sources than 99.9% of the commentators because they're so blank that they only read the blank so if you manage to write a commentary as big as Texas and you can't say anything supernatural is in the sacred scripture, you're a tater, not a commentator. <laughs> I'm not trying to be funny. I'm trying to tell you the supernatural is not unusual for believers. The supernatural is an everyday occurrence for you. My God. My God. The supernatural is an everyday occurrence for your life in Christ Jesus. Amen and amen. amen. <laughs> so, so... So he returns again, and, and Gilgal is, is three Gilgals at least in, within the realm of the Holy Lands. Three Gilgals. So, uh, what we're talking about here is also the, the name is like a, um, a circle. Normally, uh, sometimes the original is a circle of stone or a circle where people gathered, that was the name of that place. So obviously, the sons of the prophets were meeting there, and he came there again. Now, I, I think that the first time he came there, he came a different man, and he came there again, he came a different man, because he has the what? Yeah, say that again, say it all together. So he comes there and there is a famine in the land and the sons of the prophets. This is the school, this is the training, this is the camp, this is the body of believers who are actually being used as far back in their ancestry as Samuel before there was ever a king chosen for Israel. Should I stop? So they're being used how? they're being used by allowing the spirit of truth from Yahweh or from Jehovah to come upon them so that they can articulate truth and because they're subject to one another in in companionship there's always a a mentor over them that understands the, um, the dealings of God with man there would be an accurate word and there would be a corporate word that would declare the things to come and the things concerning our salvation, the things concerning our freedom. And some of those things said and prophesied were recorded in our sacred scriptures. And we see them as we read uh, a few weeks ago out of Micah, or we see them in Ezekiel. We see them in Isaiah. How many understand what I'm talking about? They were declared, they were spoken by, um, The Old Testament body of believers. So here he is and the sons of the prophets. Very clear if you look at the original language. Even if you look at the King James were sitting before him. That word before means face to face. So that means they were sitting around or this way. Face to face looking to him for Possibly the direction of the order of teaching or service or whether it's fellowship or whatever the case might be. There's going to be camaraderie around an agreement around a common goal that is pertinent to all of their call. Can you see that? And so Elisha says um, to his servant and um, the original Greek. Um, Septuagint records this with the proper name He says to Gehazi So now we're going to see in a few chapters later And I don't want to get ahead of myself But Gehazi's name means valley of greed Or avarice, valley of avarice But it also means valley of vision so he got he got given a potentially proper name because he's called to see. I don't even want to go there, but I'm going to go there. He's called to see. It's called Valley of what? Vision. But he's he's called to see, so he can allow the Lord to use, so he would supply. He would be a giver because God is a giver, but somewhere down his ministry training, he became mindful of what he saw to take the same thing happened to the devil. Are you catching this? And you remember leprosy hit Naaman and all his offspring forever. According to Elisha's words. You catching this? Should I stop? No. So now, now the, the understanding is he has a name. So he has a call. And, and that call is on his life. And it's very important because if you notice, Elisha is letting him do the service. So he says, get, a, get the great pot is the, is the, is the thing. That, so there was a great Vessel that they used to cook in, and they and it was specifically used in their gathering when they gathered as the the sons of the prophets with uh, the double portion mentor, and he said, "We're gonna make some stew or pottage or whatever we're gonna make." Praise the Lord forever, and so they they started getting it ready and. uh While they did that, somebody went out to the field and, and 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 grabbed some a wild vine that's unfamiliar. And if you notice filled his lap, that's what the word of God says they will pour into your bosom. You you give and it shall be given. And do you remember that? So the pattern or the practice of those days was to have the tunic capable of carrying whatever it is you put in it. And this guy, this man went out and he didn't know what that wild shrub or bush or uh, vegetable was. He brought it and then they grabbed it, started putting it in, in as you've read there, look, look, look at it with me. Do you see that? Yes. So they poured, so they, they in, 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 in the gourds in his lap, and came and shred them into the pot of pottage because they knew them not. They didn't know them. So they didn't know that this was um, bitter, poisonous, um, make you sick, or can kill you. They didn't know that. You know, somewhere along the way, some people will try to sprinkle some things into your pottage, and and um, you, you go, You're going to need a miracle. The good news is, you may not be able to get the things out, but God has some flour. God has some meal. <laughs> God has some word. God has some bread. <laughs> ah. So while, while we're eating, while they're eating, they're like, there is death in the pot. Oh, that's terrible. Don't you hate it when that happens? <laughs> there's death in the pot. Well, what are you going to do? You can't get the gourds or the shrubs or the wild bushes or the foreign elements out of your stew. What do you do? Throw out the stew? No, there's a parallel there. And, and, and Elisha, as if he's on behalf of God the Father, he said, bring flour, throw it in. And when they bring that flour, it's the word of God. It's the meal. It's the bread. It's the communion. It's the, it's the word of God. When the higher comes on your life, every poison will stop, every sickness will stop, every weakness will stop. Oh, I don't hear you. Some people. city, the word will silence the storm, the word, he is more than enough, he is the too much, he is the cannot contain, he is the overflowing one, glory be to God, you getting anything out of this, so that's what happened, and that's exactly what God did, now first of all, let me, let me get it, It's too late not to get ahead of myself. Praise the Lord. Uh, Pastor Chris is getting about like ten sermons right now. Isn't that right? Now, so so there is what there is. They said what. There is, oh man of God, there is death in the pot. Is that in your Bible? Yes. And they could not eat of it. Well, you know, who knows? I mean, we recognize nope, this is not right. And he said, Bring meal, or bring what? Flour, or bring what makes what? Bread. And cast it into the pot because God is not going to throw away the people He created. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And for thousands of years, he's cycling and moving through prophets and all of that, talking about the day when he's going to move into your pot. And when he does, death is going to be neutralized and life is going to be made available. People are going to... sense at all logically logically why would putting more in there change anything no no it's not what you're putting in it's the Spirit of God bearing witness to the different kind of bread there is an earthly bread and there's a bread that comes down from heaven There is what the devil uses from earth to attack you. But there is what the Lord has supplied from heaven to support you. that's not only a miracle right it's also a type a fore foreshadow of the bread that comes down from heaven and neutralizes the poisons and the consequences of sin why motivated by the love of God for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son (laughs) Hallelujah, that whosoever believes in him should not perish. And this is what, what happens when the Lord would take bread, bless it, break, and said, take, eat. This is my body. What do you mean? Yeah, this is my body that doesn't get sick. This is my body that doesn't get weak. Take, eat of that. And as often as you do that, do that in remembrance of me. Because when I sow this flower into this pot the fix is permanent. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. My God. The the power is available. The too much is here. who is more than enough is present with us in the name of our Savior. Hallelujah. And every time we participate, we're affirming that we're not reading between the lines and seeing the blank of absence. But we're, 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 we're affirming that um, we are partaking Do you see the allegory there? All right. Well, give me a few more minutes. Do I have a few more minutes? Now let's synchronize our voices. One more time. One more time. That sounds really good. That's kind of sometimes our liturgy is like that. So get with the program. It's, it's very important. And, and, case, and, and, he, and he cast it into the pot and, and said, pour out for the people that they may eat. And there was no harm in the pot. So the heavenly, or what God put his blessing on, In this case, not only a miracle, but a type of the, the, it is finished, paid in full, type of the provision of our Savior. But it's also what? It's a miracle, right? It's a miracle. When he pours it in, then the blessing or the power or the wholesomeness of the heavenly Eradicates any presence of foreign element or harmful thing. Does that make sense? So, even in our thought life, it's very important to acknowledge the heavenly. It's it's very important because He's not last, He's first. The Lord is first. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take us, if you look with me, in verses 4, uh, in chapter 422 through 44. Would you read two verses with me? Yes. Ready? Go. All right, wait, wait. Get, get there. You're in chapter 4, same chapter, and you're just in verse 42. We're still in the same, same Gilgal with the same crowd. And things are happening, right? How many are glad you didn't get gored with the wild gore or anything like that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You had some of that uh, heavenly... um, Yeah, flower, that's right. It was like... Like, that was like, whew, that's dessert, my God. Are you in verse 42? We're going to read beginning with verse 42 through verse 44. Ready? Go. And a man... Thank you. Um, so if you, if you notice here, and what happened is, in studying 1st and 2nd Kings, especially when you get begins with Elijah the Tishbite, you get into 2nd Kings and you cover the ministry of Elijah and the ministry of Elisha. It's a type of also the ministry of Christ and the ministry of the church. So given an impartation to the church, when Elisha stepped into ministry, certain things started happening rapidly after Elijah left. And uh, in many cases, they were provisional things that could not be otherwise supplied without a miracle from God, right? Something very important to notice is that, while they're there, a man comes, and, and this is uh, about 15 or 20 miles away. So it's, it's not too far, but when, when you think about it, geographically, either he's walking on foot with a, with a beast or he's riding on a donkey or a mule or whatever, and he's seeking out the man of God and actually coming with the first fruits. Now the word first fruits comes from a root word that means firstborn. Hit someone and say the double. The, double. the double. I think I think Pastor Christie mentioned that, and I gave you that last night. I said that's a freebie. Yes, sir. I gave you that last night. First fruits is applicable and biblically and applies biblically to anything that comes into your life and we were practicing that throughout the first centuries of the new testament church world and many of us practice it till now and not only the tithe and the offerings but the first fruits that means whatever comes into your life first you set apart a portion of value to you uh, to consecrate it to the Lord in your honoring God and so that keeps the cycle if you will of seed time and harvest or the movement of God benediction or blessing or barakah over our life continuing very important why am I saying that? somebody said because you're receiving an offering well this man traveled 15 to 20 miles just to get not his last fruits but his first fruits over to where he had to go. Does that make sense? Yes. So in the Holy Land, that's a long distance. <laughs> you know, people say, "Well, 15 miles is nothing." No, that's a long distance. 20 miles is a long distance. And he's bringing his first fruits with him, and um, in the in the LXX or or the uh, Old Testament uh, Greek which was written by the 70 rabbis BC so you're talking about 2300 years ago not tampered with it sheds a little clarity because in the King James you have and I have an English word that's trying to make sense out of a a Middle Eastern or a Holy Land offering the problem is we have heads of corn don't we Talk to me. Yes. And we have corn in the husk, don't we? Yes. Talk to me. Yes. Well, that was the only English word we had. But in, over there, we didn't, they didn't have corn. And so the, it's very important for us to understand what did he bring. Does that make sense? Because they only had wheat. They had barley. Are you understanding? So he brought, of course, the, the bread... How many? 20 loaves of barley. And he brought clusters of dried figs. Okay? So that they would be probably, uh, if you look at them in the original languages, even Ethiopic or uh, Syriac, Aramaic or Greek or whatever, they were probably figs that were dried uh, properly and put into like a pastry made out of either barley. Pastry or uh, wheat pastry. Okay? That's just a freebie for you. Okay? I mean, you know, it's not a problem whether it was corn, is it? But is it important to know what he brought? So, in other words, this man brings the first fruits and they come from the word that means firstborn. The root word. Of the first fruits is a word that means firstborn. So a principle in the church or in the kingdom of God has always been seek ye first. Okay. So he brings that. And when he brings it, I'm teaching too much. No. He brings it and, the, and and the man of God. he said give to the people give them to the people and let them eat so he tells his servant that and read those three words right after let them eat okay notice that word there is the original word um, of a religious servant it's the word that we get the word liturgy from. So what, he, what he's saying is. He said to his minister. The one that carries out his directions. It's very important. How many of you here are ministers of the Lord shout? Yes. Now this is very important for you. How many of you are ministers of the Lord shout? Yes. One more time. Yes. So the direction is. Take these loaves and take these figs, whatever, corn, whatever, and set them before approximately 100 people. And what does he say? What should I give? Or should I give this to a hundred men? In other words, what? In other words, there's a boy here. He's got a little lunch. But what are those loaves and those fishes among so many? And Now, how many are ministers of the Lord here? So now, in the middle of a move of God... It's not what you see that gives you the assessment. It's what you see in what you see. There is multiplication in His supply. There is increase in His provision. There is breakthrough in His Spirit for your life. And you and I, to the Lord and say, what, what should I set this among so many? No, 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 no. Where We know he's in the middle of doing a miracle. He's in the middle of promoting you. He's in the middle of sending you the contract. He's in the middle of multiplying your seed. He's in the middle of increasing your faith. He's in the middle of restoring your health. He's in the middle of saving your loved ones. Hallelujah. So it's very important that there's a training that needs to happen so that we can think and assess and evaluate the outcomes of God. Say those words. Outcomes of God. Say them again. Outcomes of God. Say them one more time. Outcomes of God. See, isn't faith now assurance of the what? The outcome, assurance of the outcome. Why? Because faith sees an outcome that the world is not preaching to you. An outcome that the intellect cannot handle. An outcome that is the result of somebody who got up out of their house and journeyed miles to get over there so that their meal would go from being the supply of one prophet to the supply of the whole school. The supply of one ministry to the supply of the whole planet. Hey, hey, hey. Mm, 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 mm. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and praise the Lord out loud today. Glory, 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 glory. Glory to, Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And so the words are very clear. The, the, the man of God says, Because thus saith the Lord. Isn't that what he said? Or did he say that? Thus saith the Lord, They shall eat and leave over. Or what? Leave thereof. So depending on which um, you're reading. And they ate and left behind according to the saying of the Lord. Or they did what? Left thereof according to the word of the Lord. So, So you're in the middle of something that got into the schooling and the preparation of the generation that will welcome Christ the Messiah yes. is he coming back again? Yes. do you want to welcome him properly? Yes. <laughs> now they, it got into our hearts and into our minds so when Christ told the disciples make the people to sit down And he began to break and to give. They had already heard him mention. Elijah and Elisha. They got caught up in the moment of miracles. Why don't we let that happen to us in the hour we're living in? No, God did not shrink the appetite of a hundred men so that they can get full with a crumb. No, 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 no. So, so, no, he did not. No, there would be no need for thus saith the Lord. No need for according to the word of the Lord, except that the Lord did. What is more than evidence that he can supply all your need and leave left over after he does it? Jump up to your feet and shout like you never shouted in your life. Thanks for joining us on the Christian Harfouch Ministries podcast. Join us on our other podcast, Miracles Today. Connect with us at globalrevival.com and we'll see you next week.